0: This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDTCPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDTCPA is a full-service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at ksdtcpa.com or call 305-670-3370. All right, all
1: right, all right. I don't know if you were listening. Am I long life right here. For, uh,
0: my- Right? I like it. I like it. Um I have but no you're issue a with that. guy. Me.
1: You're yeah. a family guy. I've
0: got a wife, I've got a have da- got a daughter, you and get so it. I'm I'm probably different now than I was five years ago, ten years ago. Um, but I think the argument that is taking away from the sport doesn't really click for me because most times they're showing Taylor Swift it's during what would have been in between play fluff, you know, they're usually talking about What's going on in the crowd or what's going on on the sideline or what's going on, you know, uh, replay. Like, there's not much that's taking away from game action. It's not overly done um, when it's done right. And it seems like it's a genuine relationship. And so I can be happy for anyone that's happy. Now, I think there was a worry early on that it was fake. I think it's pretty clear seeing how these people are on This isn't a fake relationship. These are two people who are... Very much in like or love. I don't know what stage they are in um, the relationship, um, and, and, I, and, I'm happy, and I'm happy, and, and I'm happy for. Come and I'm happy for, because like I I'm not a celebrity, so I I don't I can't speak this from, uh, what do you call it, uh, reality. But I imagine that one of the most difficult things for a celebrity to do, when you're older, because Travis Kelsey's in his thirties, Taylor's in her thirties, is to find like genuine love when you've already reached a level of stardom. It's hard to separate is this person with me because of who I am or because of what my name is and this and that, like Taylor in particular, I'm sure that's been a struggle for her because she's probably the biggest artist not in America, maybe the world. And she has has to deal with that probably in her relationships. You get an NFL player like Travis Kelsey who probably doesn't care about that because he's one of the biggest stars of his sport as well. And so it seems like it's genuine. I'm happy for them. I'm happy that we're getting to see a glimpse into their private worlds. A lot of times in football, we see these guys with a helmet on. We don't see any of their their life. And so we just get a touch of it. Enough where it's not uncomfortable. We're not hearing about what goes on in their house or in their in their rooms at night. But we're seeing a glimpse of what they allow us to see. And it's done in a tasteful way. So I, I have zero issue with it. And I have no issue hearing more about it leading up to Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and, and I got to tell you, I, I'm convinced – He's he's leaving football after this. Uh, I'm convinced of it. I I think he has become human. I think uh, he fell in love and uh, and and he's got nothing else to it. It's like the Tom Brady thing. Like when he came back for the third year in Tampa to try to win again, like an eighth championship does nothing for you. Your Tom Brady already, bro. Right. go the already. Right. Go, yep. go back to your family already. At that point. And me, Travis Kelsey is that now. Like your first ballot, you could be considered the best tight end ever or second best at this point you're on your Super Bowls. You, you don't need to accomplish anything more except you're going to add more injuries to your body. Your, cool. your family, you found your
2: woman. You don't now have the second life. We'll your
0: right bite, you know i'm with you man i'm with you um it wasn't a cool way it would be go out at least from the travis side of things
1: If you can
0: go out with your brother in the same offseason, um obviously Jason. there's been a lot of the rumblings that jason kelsey's um you know told his teammates or been in the process of tire or retirement i mean his brother have a really cool podcast you know what cool way to go out y'all go out the same way y'all start your post career ventures What I understand, Travis Kelsey wants to do a lot more in in Hollywood, kind of in the script element. He would love to do, like, the Saturday Night Live type thing where he tried out. Like, I could see him being a comedy guy, a guy that kind of steps into a different realm. Um, His brother wants to do broadcasting. And I could see them both doing their next step uh, very easily. Travis Kelsey's 34 years old. His body's slowing down. This year, even though he had a really good game last year, you've seen him not be his normal self, right? I'm with it. I don't know what he's going to do, but I tell him when I told Tom Brady after he won the ring, there's more to life. There's more to life than football. He's got a whole world in front of him. I know for a lot of people it's difficult to make that transition from football to regular life, but it doesn't seem, at least on the outside, that will be difficult for Travis Kelsey. Not for Travis. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Dude, you nailed it. Uh, I, I totally agree with you on Travis because you can tell he has that personality. That he can transition to something else. Whereas Tom, while he could do it, it's still not real comfortable for him. to Look, he still hasn't done it yet. You right. know what I mean? Whereas Travis will probably do it right I, today. He'll do it right away. And he'll switch in and it'll be seamless for him. You know, at the same time. At this point, I think he doesn't want to put his body in the force of all of this. I think finding Taylor, I think. Going on. We'll We'll see. We'll see. Who, who you got, by the way, Kansas City right now or San uh, Fran?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not betting against Mahomes. I, I think it's going to be the Chiefs again. I think Mahomes gets his third Super Bowl um, in the last six years, which is incredible to think about. And I think, and I know this has been a hot button on the debate topics. I promise you it's not a hot take for me. I think if he wins this Super Bowl, it's just him and Brady. It's just him and Brady as top two quarterbacks to ever play this play this game. And I think it's that way now. You know, I'm not talking, I'm like, if he wins the Super Bowl, I'm talking like today, not like eventually. I'm talking about like if he retires the day after he won this next Super Bowl, if he wins it, I think that he's, it's Brady, than the moment.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'll am i still put Montana in that. Position, guys.
0: I understand. Guys. I understand. And like I said, I, I got to understand the perspective that.
1: It's funny. I won't put Bradshaw in there, mm-hmm. but I'll put Montana in there.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I'm a guy who thinks although rings are important, rings are not the end all be all. Like I oh. think that Mahomes can be considered the greatest even if he doesn't get seven and catch top.
1: Like I, I and can see the where I, I get so cool, where I get so cool credit is, and this is the part that I think a lot of people overlook. His first championship, it's a lot like Brady. That you know, well in the first and well second too, but the first championship he had Freddie Solomon. Greg Cooper was his running back. He only had Dwight Clark, really as the elite weapons, you know, in that Super Bowl. Now he had a great line, he had a good defense and all that. And then after the championships, then it was Jerry Wright and John Taylor and all that shit, and Raffman and all that just but that first iteration of, of that night, it wasn't as good. The weapons, kind of like when Brady won, was Corey Dillon, Wayne Wiggins, Troy Brown. Right, you know, right. Team, it right. wasn't like you know we managed. It wasn't great. It was more about the defense than anything else. whereas Montana, uh, uh, I saw Montana deliver. You know. So, right. so.
0: And I, I got a lot of respect for Joe Cool, Montana, the way he did it. And so not disrespect at all to Joe Montana, who's one of the greats. I just think that Mahomes is a different level. And while oh, yeah. we're in it, it's hard for us to truly appreciate the legacy element because we're watching it currently. A lot of times right. after the career, we start to sit back and like, wow. Like, I'm sure people who were watching Michael Jordan when they were playing, it wasn't like he's the clear goat in the middle of it. You know, I think I think there probably was a settling in of time of like, man, that 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 dude was pretty incredible. And I look at Mahomes, and I think I, I think I've mentioned this before. I think ultimately Mahomes and Brady are going to be looked like looked at like MJ and, and Braun. Where whoever you are, you may have a different reason of why your goat is. There may not be an undisputed goat, um, but I think that's gonna have a strong argument. Um, I think by the time Mahomes is done, I think he'll get four or five rings. Maybe not as many as Brady, but he's going to get more. And you may look at it, and I still would think – I think MJ is the greatest basketball player to ever play. But if you say LeBron, I can't argue with you very much. I get it. I, I, if you
1: want to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar,
0: I, I'm not going to argue right. with you if you want to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> right, and that's I think that's the same way. Some people will still say Joe Montana. Kareem may be the joke, you know? Some people may still say Joe Montana is my goat. And I get it. If you grew up with it, you saw it, you saw what he did with the talent level that he had, and I get it. I've watched Mahomes up close and what he's done, especially this year with quote unquote limited roster. I think that he we we're watching a legendary quarterback. And I almost feel bad. Just kind of like how the other 90s teams were when Jordan uh, just happened to be in their era. I feel bad for a lot of these other teams who are really good and just ran into the wrong team. You know, the Dolphins were part of it, but like, no, I no, no, look no, at.
1: No, 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 no. No, Go, Timmy,
0: DJ Brown, Dan yeah. Markey, right? yeah, okay. You're talking about exactly. El, uh, I mean, you know, Marino had the same thing.
1: Yeah, when you said Jordan, yep. our heat team was, you know, yeah. like the Knicks, Absolutely. the Panthers, uh, the Jazz, the, the, the Cavs. There were several teams that that you could have said they could have counted for a title, but Jordan was cooked blocking all of them.
0: Yeah, and so you are just in the wrong era. Like the the Ravens, right? We were talking about the Ravens having the perfect run. This felt like Lamar's time to finally get a ring. Now he's going to get all offseason of just being criticized him and Josh Allen and pretty much every other quarterback in the AFC when their biggest flaw was running into Patrick Mahomes. It just, you know, it just was the wrong time. And eventually some of these other guys will get a ring. Um, but I think it just speaks to the incredible nature of the combo that is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Ray.
1: Well, I uh on the Ravens side, I I would have said, wait a minute. How are you not running the football, you moron? You can't win passing. That's not the passing is a complimentary. I did not understand that game. Okay. Yeah, so, Yeah. it
0: crazy. was not a great game plan. No sense. Yeah, it was okay. not a very good game plan. I want to hear a little bit of the explanation from Todd Monken. Um, But I say this without knowing, because I've not talked to Todd, Todd or many of the people with the Ravens. I think that part of this is still about Mahomes. I think that whether subconsciously or consciously, when you play the Chiefs in Mahomes, no matter what they look like, you look and say, man, we're going to have to keep up. We're going to have to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. And you mentally adjust your game plan because you figure we got to do this to keep up. If you remember, the Chiefs came out that first drive, marched down the field, scored a touchdown. And I right. guarantee it that there's some Ravens offensive people like, oh, dang. Yeah, after there's the three That now we, we, yeah, we're going to have to. And, and ultimately, it ended up being 17-10. So it ended up not being that game. But subconsciously, I got to imagine that becomes a part of how you call a game whether intentional or not, and the Ravens got away with got away yeah, from who they are. Your identity is your identity.
1: Yeah. The one thing I give John Harbaugh credit, and this is why I laugh at everybody. What well, nobody wanted Lamar in the offseason. Of course nobody wanted Lamar in the off season Because in order to sign Lamar he run this offense. He can't run to his offense. Can't run Mahomes' offense. Not who he is. You have to run this offense. Why didn't you run this offense? And then here's the worst part. Did you watch hands and the week before? They got Tyreek Hill and Rag Doll and Like their corners are shut out. The last thing you really want to do in the, the city is really fast ball. You want to run against them. Which you? I, I did not understand that game plan at all.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, I, I didn't either. Honestly, uh, I'm trying to – we're grappling at straws of what I think they could have been doing. Um, but their team, especially the week before when the Bills went off for almost 200 rushing yards on the Chiefs, it seemed like the formula was really clear. Really good Ravens rushing offense against a Chiefs defense where one of his only weaknesses is stopping the run. Run the heck out of the ball, right? Very simplistic. A lot of times either football people overthink it or something else is going on that we don't see. Um, But I think the Ravens are going to spend all offseason kicking themselves on why their offense disappeared when they needed it the most.
1: And I got to tell you something. I think also Lamar Jackson is to blame to a certain extent about this. I think Lamar is – trying to go out of his way way too much plus he's a pastor. When he's not, and he never really was a pastor in his life, unfortunately, when you don't have it, you never get it. Not Josh Allen, not, not uh, Jalen Hurts, and Mark Jackson. They don't have the skill set to drop the line every single time. They don't do those kind of things. They're absolutely the. And so I, I almost feel like Lamar has put a lot if he's kind of in force him in that pocket, whereas he's the run, I get it, at uh, the end uh, the but Lamar is not really but, but man, the only way you you have to use your legs and throw off of that. And that's where I think he, he himself has too much of that mindset of staying in and actually not being Lamar Jackson. Being Lamar Jackson You're the only football that you do don't have the do. Do it.
0: I think that's a part of what you said I do agree with uh is I wanted to see Lamar be a lot Lamar a little bit more. I think that he's told people around him he wants to stay in the pocket. He thinks that he can do it well, and I think he can. I, I have a lot more belief in Lamar as a passer than you do, which we're different in that respect. But I will oh, say, watching man. him, to the overthrows. I, I was about to say, I will say, watching the AFC Championship game um, was really a lot of um, a lot of it showed people who don't believe in Lamar while they why they are right. Like he did not do a great. He did not do himself justice. I think all year, he had an MVP caliber year and showed people why he could be the complete quarterback. This game was a, a blast from the past. It looked very much like 2019, 2020, um, 2021 Lamar, where he was not necessarily fully confident in himself as a consistent passer. And I think that he did not, like, they had so much of the offense, dink and dunk, that so much was dependent on them on being perfect, being perfect accuracy rise. And so they had really good drives that got kind of de- defunct when there was one miss, one miss pass, or one drop pass, or something happening. And it's hard to be perfect when that is not how you go about your offense. And couple that with the Zay Flowers fumble at the end zone, the Lamar pick towards the end of the game. Like there's just so much of, of needing to be perfect that ultimately, I think it burnt the Ravens in the end um, from trying to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I'm, you're playing the best
1: quarterback who's going to drop the dime every single time on you. And his ball placement skill, that's unfortunately, that's not what Lamar Jackson is. He's not going to put the ball right where it belongs. Every time you're going to have to make some kind of an effort there. And unfortunately, you know, he overthrew. I just wish... He would stick to who he is. Does you, you can win a championship with Brian Tannehill. You win a championship. But you're going to have to be who you are. You're dominate with the rug. Dominate with the defense. Which, by the way, for Kansas City, while the whole. We have to start thinking about this Chiefs defense as being a very, very special defense. Because that secondary. Two years ago, when they drafted that secondary, I don't even think they realized how good this secondary was. Those young defensive backs have turned out to be one of the best secondaries in the NFL, and that has made that front super special. super
0: special. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs are very underrated as a defense. Uh, Legarius Sneed, who by the way is a free agent, uh, one of the uh, most underrated players in football. I'm not just saying that for Dolphins purposes. I know everything's got to be Dolphins related. I don't know if they're going to spend big money on another corner, um, but somebody is going to pay LeJarrius Deed a lot of money and they are going to be right because he's physical, he's tough. He rarely gets beat and he makes plays. That's my type of corner. And he's actually quiet for a trap for a top corner to not talk. Trash is a very much a rarity. <laughs> we see Jalen Ramsey. We see sauce Gardner. You see some of these top corners, they talk. Yeah. Sneed does not talk much. He just plays. And I love Sneed. Uh, Chris Jones had a heck of a game. And I think that this defense is going to end up uh, helping them uh, clench another Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, uh, Chris Jones is just an absolute monster. All right. Uh, what are you hearing inside the building? Who uh, I know they've been, they're going to interview Leslie Frazier and obviously talk to Brandon Staley and then they've talked to the guys inside the building. Yeah. What's your gut tell you?
0: Yeah, they're going through a long process. I do know um, they tried, and I wouldn't say that it's over, just say that as it is, um, to talk to a Giro of Vero in Carolina, the current defensive coordinator there, who is currently under contract. Um, But I think he would have interest, from what I understand, interviewing here um, and elsewhere, given the situation in Carolina. So there may be a little bit of, of conversations that need to happen with the new head coach of Carolina, Dave Canales, and he's got to decide, do we hold a Viro to his contract and just say, hey, man, you're under contract, you're our defense coordinator, or do you let a guy go when it may be in his best interest to go to another place? Right now he's blocked, but if that changes, then I think he would rock it up towards the front of the top of the list as far as defense coordinators to watch.
1: So let me, I, me ask you, th- left on his
0: contract or more he has so he he was with the previous staff um i don't know if he signed a two or three year deal so i don't know if he has one or two left but either way they would have to let him out of his contract you have to say hey you're good type deal and so carolina would have to essentially it's it's, do you want to it's the old tomlin do you want a hostage? Do you wow. want a hostage as your defensive coordinator? And <laughs> they essentially do. say, "Hey, you're under contract." Usually they don't, but Usually. I think a lot of Dolphins mm-hmm. fans were upset. Even though I think there was a lot more with the Vic video situation that I've detailed before. I don't think it was, you know, the Dolphins were too yeah. upset no, they, that he they didn't leaving. Want him as much as he
1: didn't want to be yeah. there. As exactly, be there.
0: exactly. That one worked out perfect. But I think a lot of Dolphins fans were like, "Oh, we should get compensation." Where's the tampering? All that's the perspective. I think the Panthers realize they have a very good asset in a And so they could very much just say, hey, we think that our defense, which was actually top five in a lot of categories last year, the Panthers, despite how bad their offense was, that part of our team is good. We do not want to mess it up. Come be our defense coordinator. If that changes, keep an eye on the Dolphins, keep an eye on the Rams for Aviro. Um, So I'll say that. Brandon Staley, also a, a top candidate. He's interviewed here. The in-house guys you mentioned, Campanelli, um, Ryan Slowick interviewed as well. Uh, Leslie Fraser, who I like a lot. Um, that's a guy who's been with NFL Network, worked with us. He interviewed. Um, I think he would be a great mind to bring things in. He's a different style of defensive coordinator. Um, they are running a Vangio style. So I think Mike would prefer to have that Vangio style. Um, but how much would he switch if things, you know, he wants to do things different, different? Um, Bobby Babich, the Bills linebacker coach, also is supposed to interview if he hasn't already. Um, Very smart, young, up-and-coming signal caller. Comes from the same group of agency that McDaniel does as well. And so they have that connection. And uh, keep an eye, I don't know if it's come out yet or if it's official, but keep an eye on Anthony Weaver um, the Ravens' defensive coordinator, been putting a a request in for him, seeing if he wants to interview for this job as well. So a lot of lot of names. They're doing a due diligence. I do not think anything is imminent as of today. I remember. I think I remember Anthony Weaver, the player. Yes. 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 I think you probably remember right. Did he go to Wake Forest? I don't remember the school.
1: Um look but, it up for me there, Sean. Anthony Weaver, football player. Why do I want to say Wake Forest? Oh well. Anyway. Um Chua, when when does that contract start to happen? At what time do they start the top?
0: Um, I'll answer this one. I gotta run oh, I gotta get out get out, but uh, I'll say this. Um I'm sure there's gonna be conversations throughout um the off season. The combine is a lot of times when these things pick up. And so I'd imagine Ryan Williams, who represents Tua, will have conversations with Chris at the combine. Um, He's going to want top quarterback money. And so I think it's just what the Dolphins' comfort is with that, um, how much they negotiate back and forth. I don't think there's a timeline with this. We talked about this earlier last week, I think. Um, I don't think there's a situation where the Dolphins say we have to get a deal done by free agency so we can open money. This could be something that lingers until June or July, um, or it could be something that's done next month. And so I think it's going to be something we're keeping an eye on all offseason. How much are the Dolphins willing to give? How much are the two, two in this camp willing to bend? And ultimately, do the deal get done or do they say, hey, we'll play out this fifth year option? So there's a lot of different options. He's going to be the quarterback here in 2024, regardless. It's just whether or not we get this deal inked uh, before the season starts. All
1: right. Follow him on Twitter at Camlin Wolf. Next, is working at the NFL Network. We'll catch up on
2: Friday, Cam. Have a good one, my brother. Be good out Appreciate there. Appreciate you. Yep. Thank you, sir. There you go KSDT CPA, Tax Advisory Assurance Accounting. They can help you in so many ways, estate and trust tax, uh, fixed asset services, you name it, business valuation, or you're looking to sell, or you just want to know what your business is worth. They can figure that out for you, year-end tax planning, all of that. And if you're a business, besides the personal taxes, which they do CAMs, they do mines, but for the business side of it, uh, by the way, and you got a plan, you, as you know, those of you that own businesses, you kind of need that tax guidance all throughout the year. And it's always good to have somebody that you can grab the phone, call them and ask them, hey, what should I do here? And they can give you the proper guidance so you can then maximize your returns at the end of the year. So call the great people at KSDTCPA, 305-670-3370. Use that QR code there. And if you're looking for work, they're also hiring. They've got offices in Dade, offices in Broward, Offices in West Palm Beach, and they've got a new office in Charlotte, North Carolina. So hiring here in South Florida, hiring in Charlotte, North Carolina, reach out to the great people at KSDT CPA.